This is episode 296. Do you speak in terms that limit yourself? Like saying, I hope, I wish, I'd really like to. One day when. I'm going to if. All of these words and phrases are non-committal, lacking responsibility, and are probably a way of speaking that you learned at a very young age and have never thought about again, or maybe never thought about at all. On today's episode, I'm going to show you how to change all of these words into new words and new phrases that totally reorient your focus, your commitment to self, and they'll just generally make your life better in your own head. So if you know how to speak the English language, this one's for you. Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm glad you're here. And as you know, in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And if you've been hearing that sentence for a while and it resonates with you, please scroll to the show notes, click the link. It'll be down there for you to inquire about all of the programs and services and bits and pieces that we run to have a bit of a conversation to see if it's a good fit for you. And if it is, fantastic. And if, it, if it's not, that's okay as well. Um, so what I want to talk to you about today, because it pertains to wanting to change your health and improve the, the savage self-talk going on in your life and all of the uncomfortable things that we experience. I want to talk to you a little bit about word psychology, right? So we are perpetually programming both our conscious and subconscious mind to behave in a certain way. And advertising and marketing is the most obvious example of this. It, literally every single ad that you ever hear or see is designed to change your behavior, to get you to think in a different way so that you go and do the thing that they want you to do, whether it be buy sugar, whether it to be to join a Facebook group like mine, or whether it to be to join a program or whether it to be, you know, to buy a certain product or go to a certain location. All of it is designed for you to change your thinking and go in a different direction. However, we rarely think about all of the words that we hear outside of advertising and marketing, right? So we, we know that advertising and marketing is designed to program our mind to think a certain way and then result in a behavior. However, what about all of the other words that we hear outside of ads, the conversations we have, the, the news, you know, the podcasts we listen to, the people we work with, all of the other words, right? Now, the reality is they're also programming your conscious and subconscious mind. All of them, the ones you read, the ones you see, the ones you speak, the ones you listen to, all of them. They're all programming you, right? And so the reason that uh, understanding this word psychology is important is because you might say in not so many words that you want to do something, but if we really go down deep on the words, we'll all of a sudden discover that you're actually really non-committal and you have no intention of achieving success or you have no belief or assumption that you could actually do anything or that you're deserving of anything. And so I want to give you some, a bunch of examples today as well. But first, I want to go through this little structure. And it might look different with different people, but here's the basic idea. Is that thoughts happen, which lead to emotions, and those emotions lead to actions, and the actions lead to outcomes. 
So the question is, what is the fuel for our thoughts or the construction of those thoughts into something interpretable? First, it's our environment that influences our thoughts probably more than anything. But the second thing is our words. In order for us to interpret our thoughts, we structure them in our head silently into words. Our thoughts are often put into sentences and our mind uses the English language or whichever language you are most proficient in to understand your thoughts, right? And your feelings. And this matters because the way you do anything is the way you do everything, as you've heard me say many times. And if you're new here, I say that a lot. (laughs) But it's this idea that the way we think about one thing is likely the way we think about many things. And the way we structure our sentences in one area of our thoughts it's highly likely that the same brain is structuring sentences in a similar way in all areas of our life. So when we have this idea or this intention and we want to put it into words, the reality is that we, if we truly listen to those words, we realize we're being non-committal. We're not respecting ourselves. We're not believing it's possible. We're not actually, we don't actually have any intention of doing well or trying. And so I want to give you I want to give you a bunch of examples here and I challenge you to start identifying these conversations in your own head and in your own life with this word psychology analysis of your life and your words and all of that kind of jazz. Okay, so here we go. First one is when you use the word problem or issue, what is going on? In that situation, a problem or an issue is usually something being blamed on somebody else right? So it's an outsourcing of responsibility. And I had somebody in a client group recently say that they hated this swap. But if you don't hate it, please use it. So whenever you use the word problem or issue, switch it to the word challenge. Why? Because we are designed to overcome challenges, right? A problem or an issue is a barrier or something that's in the way. A challenge is something that just needs to be figured out. It's a puzzle, right? Another one is When you use the word, I should, how often do you say, I should, I should, I should, I should change it to, I will, because I should is projecting forward an idea that may or may not happen, right? It's non-committal, change it to, I will. And you might feel some resistance for that because it means you've got to commit, but start changing it to, I will. Swapping sorry for thank you. I call out a lot of people in my personal life for this when they uh, reach out or they need a friend or they need an ear or support and they say, I'm so sorry I've dumped all this on you. I'm sorry I'm such a misery guts. I say, whoa, 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 don't say sorry because we're adding guilt to the equation when you apologize, right? You've already got a lot going on. So we don't want to add guilt to the equation, right? So instead, what's something better? We want to add gratitude and appreciation. So whenever you say sorry, start saying thank you. Another one, I might swap that to I will. Swap maybe to I will because I might do this or maybe I'll do that or maybe later when all of that is limiting and it's throwing it out to the universe to do it for you. You're not taking responsibility, right? So swap I might and maybe to I will. Words of commitment rather than words of uncertainty, right? Another one, I have to change to I get to. Hear that? One is a burden. I have to. I've got to do this. Change to I get to. I have an opportunity. I've been given an opportunity, right? That I get to access. What a privilege, right? Another one. I'm trying. Change to I hope. I hope to achieve this, right? Not I'm trying. 
then trying makes you sound limited. Whereas hope is a much more positive emotion, right? I'm going to change to I am. Not one day in the future, maybe when I get there, it'll happen. Change it to I am going to do that. I am whatever, insert. Not I'm going to eventually, maybe, that going, going to. We want to get rid of that. I will. I am, right? Committal words. Words of making shit happen. (laughs) Another one, I have to change to I want to, right? Take away the burden, add in choice, right? I'd really like to swap that to I will. Because I'd really like to implies that there's a but coming. I'd really like to, but I can't because I'm fat. I'd really like to, but I can't because I don't, I'm not a positive thinker. I'd really like to, but I don't really like healthy food. It's a blocked desire. So you're basically lying to yourself in this scenario. <laughs> so you need to swap it to ownership. I will. The words hope and wish, when we use those, sometimes they're good if we've moved them from a negative thing into hope. That's a good transition. But here's the next step of hope. So the words hope and wish are full of doubt and lack responsibility because hope projects it out to somebody else. Now, obviously, if we've made the transition from a negative word to hope, that's step one. Now, step two is go hope and wish. Oh, I'm, I'm putting it out to the universe to figure it out for me. So we need to change that to I have right? Not I hope or I wish because it's all, that means it's out there in the universe and we can't grab it. And we, you know, there's a, it's left up to coincidence. Hopefully it bumps into us. Hopefully success finds us. Hopefully the healthy meals cook themselves, right? So we need to go from, you know, non-committal words of, and, and disregarding responsibility to ownership. I have, I will, I'm doing today. It's happening. It's in my diary. It's in my calendar. This is how I'm going to go about it, right? Words of committal, right? And one way to think about it is I used to do that thing, right? Rather than I hope I can stop smoking or I wish I could stop smoking, change to I used to smoke. I don't smoke. You know, put it in the past tense rather than a present challenge. I am gives you ownership. Using the the phrase I am gives you more ownership. So, or I have, right? I have quit smoking. I am eating healthy food. I am a healthy person. I am, I am. Ownership, ownership, ownership. I will, commitment, right? I have more ownership. So we want to change our wording away from maybe, might, wish, one day, going to, would really like to. We want to start disregarding that sort of stuff right? Because it's really not helping you. Because again, going back to that initial idea, you are programming your mind to be non-committal, to not take responsibility, to be guilt-ridden, right? And I guilt-ridden, think about saying, I'm sorry and swapping it to, I'm, to thank you, right? So step one, for you to start changing the information that you construct your thoughts with and the words that you construct your thought, thoughts with is to start listening, Start listening to what you do, how you speak to other people, how you talk about things you want, how, do, how you talk about things you don't want, and get clues from the words that you use on a day-to-day basis, both in your head and out loud. And, ha- and that will tell you how you're setting up your life, how you set yourself up to produce results. And you might never have been a results-focused person. And what I mean by results isn't necessarily you know, KPIs, but it's just 
Do, are you getting the progress or moving in the direction that you want with your health, your wellness, your money, your uh, relationships, all that kind of stuff? Your addictions, are you moving in the right direction? Or are you massively self-limiting because you are perpetually, every second of every day, programming your mind to think, or think about lack without, lack of ability, uh, lack of responsibility, guilt. All of that stuff sucks and it's so inhibiting to progress, right? So we need to get away from these non-committal, uncertain phrases and start moving towards ones of commitment, which will feel uncomfortable because it's not part of your current identity to think like that or talk like that. So this is a good way to slowly start changing things one thing at a time, one tweak a week. So shifting these things is going to produce a result, but it's going to take a very long time because changing the way you talk and think is going to take a long time. So pick one, move forward, pick one, move, move forward. and you know, we'll be in a situation where you're actually starting to think about your life in a really constructive and positive way. Okay. If you've enjoyed this episode and it's been useful, then please share it with a friend that you know talks really negatively or never takes ownership or anything like that. If they need to hear this and you know someone that needs to start changing the way that they speak, please share this episode with them, put it on social media and you know the deal all of the platforms, all of the five stars, all of the reviews really help this podcast grow organically so other people can find it. And aside from that, thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.